Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, Elsie Flinnard. Can I get a oh yeah? What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 84 of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. In this episode, I talk with John and Irvin of the Colombian Coffee Connection. Colombian Coffee Connection is a specialty coffee importer and roasting company based out of Minneapolis, Minnesota. They also have a humanitarian initiative, which they give 10% of profits back to the NASA indigenous people. We talk about having patience, being adaptable, and the human side of business. We also talk about how Irvin left his home country and moved to the U.S. knowing no English and found success in business. We talk with John about his business experience and how he uses his superpower, which is patience, to make business moves. All right, let's dig in. This is a unique episode on Enterprise Now. I have not one but two guests. So you guys at home, you get the distinct pleasure of getting not one, but two oh yes. So Irvin, you're up first. Can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. <laughs> well, hello, hello, uh, everyone here. My name is Irvin, and I just wanted to go ahead and give a quick thank uh, to you, Elsie, for having us here. Awesome, awesome. All right, so John, can I get an oh yeah? Oh, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So thank you guys for taking the time out to be with us tonight. Um, I I totally um, know that you have a a million things that you could be doing, but you're here with us. So for that, we appreciate it. Now, since there are two of you guys, let's just kind of do a combo for for this question. And we'll, we'll put John up first. Tell me about yourself. And when I say that, I say feel free to go all the way back to the day you were born, or you can start current day. Tell us about yourself. (laughs) That would be a long time I go for John. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a few years older than Irvin. He likes to remind me of that. (laughs) Uh, I I will not go all the way back to my birth. Um, It was a pretty hectic time for me back then. I don't think you want to hear the story. So, (laughs) <laughs> well, I'm currently, um, I'm married. I'm 48 years old. I've been married for 17 years to my wife. And um, I am a business owner. I have several businesses outside of the one that Irvin and I have together. And um, 
I'm just one of those guys that I don't, I'm not educated in the college system. I didn't go to uh, what, what we colloquially will say a, a higher education. I went to the school of hard knocks and, and entrepreneurialism of uh, what I like to call real life and made all the mistakes and, and have had lots of phenomenal success and, and I've learned from them and uh, I'd like to, to give away the knowledge that I have. And so the way I met Irvin was I got invited to Decorah uh, to uh, Luther college down in Decorah, Iowa to the entrepreneurial course. And the first time I went down there, I spoke to the entrepreneurial course and I spoke to a management course. And um, I was just down there giving the, giving the students, I like to call them kids, giving the kids a uh, the straight, <laughs> straight scoop on business and life and, you know, how to make things work, you know, the pitfalls to avoid and the, the fun that you can have running your own business and that you don't necessarily have to go to college, get a degree and then go work for a company for the rest of your life. So it's a little bit about me. Um, I'm a career martial artist. I've done it professionally for many years. I grew up racing motocross and professional snowcross and that type of stuff. And so I've been pretty active along with being a business owner and that's good enough probably for now. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. How about you, Irvin? Yeah. So uh, before I go ahead and answer the, the the question that you are asking about, you know, who I am and all that, I just wanted to take here a moment as well to, uh, you know, go ahead and thank John for everything. Thank you, John, for everything that you have been, you know, doing for me. Like like John was saying a moment ago, we met uh, over when I was doing my my college uh, education in Iowa and. And uh, he pretty much believed in what I had, uh, you know, in mind back then. And now we are here in this path of entrepreneurship. Uh, I was born in an indigenous uh, family. The, the tribe is called the NASA people. And I was born up in the mountains of Colombia, in the Andes of Colombia. And I grew up in an area where we didn't have a road or electricity until 2003. That's when we got uh, the, the electricity and the road. And so I grew up in a type of uh, environment that is quite different from what pretty much everybody around me <laughs> here in America has grown. And in 2010, uh, I had the opportunity to go to do my, to finish my high school in Norway. And from that, I, when I graduated, I applied to to different colleges here in the U.S. I got selected to a few, and then I decided to go to Luther College uh, to do to study economics, and uh, so I graduated uh, this past May, um, past May, May, May of this year, uh, with a degree in economics, and yeah, that's where I met John uh, about uh, three years ago in 2014. So yeah, that's essentially that's essentially a little bit about my story. So if you guys had to say what your um your superpowers, your respective superpowers are, what would that what would that be? I'll start. I'm I'm my superpower is probably patience. And <laughs> <laughs> and I, I I failed to mention I'm also a father and at this point in my life I'm also a grandfather. So um I started young. So I learned at a young age. I had my son when I was uh, 19. And at a young age, I learned patience. 
that transitioned throughout all my business practices. It transitioned from my martial arts practice into my life and also, you know, training for professional motorsports and that type of thing. Although there's, there's a lot of hectic process going on there. You do have to be patient when you're developing skills. So I would say that's my superpower. All right. Nice. Uh, for me, I think I, I will say adaptability. Uh, I have been, uh, like I was saying a moment ago, surrounded uh, by different type of environments, different kind of peoples and different type of situations. Uh, uh, you know, when, when I was growing up in Colombia, one of the things that I had to do was uh, to bring the horses to my dad uh, for about two hours, two hours away from the house to go pick him up. And then from there, uh, you know, I was studying in Norway with people from from over a hundred countries and learning about their experiences and, and, you know, eating a different kind of food. And then from there, I come, uh, I came here to, to the U.S. to, uh, you know, do my my education in an educational system that is completely different from uh, what it will be like in my country. And then now that uh, with John started the Colombian Coffee Connection, uh, I cannot say that I had any entrepreneurial uh, experience before, uh, but then now slowly the experience is starting to develop and I have been able to, as of now, adapt myself to it and try to do the best that I can do with what I have. And so, yes, I have been through different type of uh, environments, experiences, and I will say uh, my superpower, my superpower is my ability to adapt to it, maybe not as fast, but I do get to adapt to different uh, scenarios. And I, and I think I like that type of uh, changes. I have to make a confession. I am just realizing the connection between the name and the company. <laughs> now that I know a little bit more about you. <laughs> now I get it. Okay. Colombian. Coffee I am the Colombian. That would make sense. Don't the connection. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. You, you talked a little bit about being patient and uh, adaptability. How do you guys, as as business partners, how do you overcome challenges? Well, first of all, I will endorse that Irvin is adaptable. I believe when he went to Norway, he didn't speak English. Is that correct, Irvin? Oh yes, that's right. In 2010, I didn't know. I know. I knew zero, zero English, literally. Yes. So he left his country. He knew his native language, uh, the NASA language, and he knew Spanish. And he left his country to a foreign country and didn't even speak the language to go to school. So, you know that that's pretty incredible. And that's that is kind of the theme. You know, me and Irvin met. We knew each other for about three years, basically online. We kept in touch after the class that I was down talking to and the, the adaptability and the patience, you know, it took a little time, took a little thinking and uh, it really settled in between the two of us, you know, and, and we go through our, our struggles here, you know, with business, it's not an easy thing running a business and understanding the market and all that type of stuff. But yeah, we're, we're pushing it. We're doing, doing what we need to do. I think yes. The question is how how do we um, how do we overcome those challenges? And uh, you know, last time we were also speaking at another uh, podcast, and uh, one of the things that we were mentioning is that you know, as of now, 
there isn't like a specific major challenge that we have been facing. But what I, I am able to, to see in this, uh, you know, relationship between uh, John, Tara and I, not just as friends, but as business partners, is that everyone has their own set of skills. Uh, and then we are able to, uh, in a way, rely, rely and depend on one another. So I usually will, uh, you know, ask a lot of questions to John. Uh, if I am not sure about certain, uh, you know, decisions that uh, need to be made, and there is always a, a lot of uh, talking, a lot of discussion between uh, between the two of us. Like I don't think as of now I have taken a decision that uh, where where John is not had uh, his input, and and so I think the way I will say to overcome those challenges in another situation will be always to be open uh, to listening and be open uh, to just learning from one another because there is always something that you can learn from, uh, you know, from your partner or from other people in general. Typically, especially on on a smaller scale, there's usually the, the one business owner or the one entrepreneur who's in charge of everything. How do you guys, and you spoke to it a little bit in your in your answer, but how do you guys manage working together and kind of spearheading this business and making sure that the business doesn't suffer because of um, of a disagreement or a, a different perspectives that you guys might have. Go ahead, Irvin. I will definitely say that, you know, for me, uh, so I- initially when uh, the idea of the Colombian Coffee Connection, uh, I-, I was the one who came up with the idea and then I presented the idea to John. Uh, but then John is is essentially the main investor uh, in the company. The the company is uh, in in almost its com- totality funded by John, and so uh, what I do is, uh, and I think uh, there is a very high level of respect. We we are very close as well. There is a great friendship, but there is also a great level of respect about, uh, you know, in my case about John's. Uh, knowledge because I know it's not just opinion you know what he's saying he says it because he's been uh, in business for over 30 years so there are sometimes you know certain things that I don't agree with but uh, at the end of the day John doesn't say something just because he wants to say it it's because he's been through it and so when he gives advice it's the best advice. And like I was saying a moment ago, there isn't a single person who is making any particular decision. Uh, we always uh, talk it and then we come up with a conclusion. Uh, and so in that regard, there isn't like established, uh, we could say like a hierarchy maybe, uh, where there is somebody who is, uh, you know, in command, in charge. Uh, technically, John is the is the um, will be the main. He is the majority owner, so he will be. We could say uh, the boss in here, but really we are just working together and making everything, uh, you know, come along and work well by by working uh, together and always listening to one another. You know, Elsie, the the. Yeah, as you can hear, you know, Irvin is very thoughtful. You know, he comes from a culture, from a traditional culture. And, and as we know, when we, when we have that here in America, when people come to America, 
there's a lot of respect for elders. There's a lot of respect for family, that type of stuff. And some of that is not, you know, in America, we teach everybody to be independent, you know, and, and Irvin called me and he said, you know, I would like you to be a partner in business with me. And that was impressive to me. He didn't say, I would like you to fund a business for me. He didn't say, I want you to be an investor. We discussed that over time. And, uh, you know, at the end of the conversations, I always tell Irvin, you know, you can do whatever you want to do, you know, as long as you think you can make it work, I'll support your decision. You know, I'm not going to lord over him like I'm a, like I'm a boss because, you know, there are things that, I mean, he's, he is younger than me. He just got out of college. There are things he may understand that I don't understand about a market segment that he's looking at. And if he can explain it to me and say, this is what I think, you know, I'll totally support his decisions. And, you know, I know as one person, I can't do everything. And he also knows that he can't do everything as one person too. So nobody here tries to dominate and we've had disagreements and sometimes <laughs> that's fun. You know, we're both men. We, we like to argue a little bit sometimes and, and, you know, right. we like, we, we like to verbally duke it out, you know, and, and that's what guys do. Right. So, right. so we do that and we have fun with it. Let's take a quick break from this awesome conversation for a quick message from our sponsor. Seems everyone is podcasting these days, but if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. eNow Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk about your, your business, the Colombian Coffee Connection. I, I have an idea what you guys do, but give us the guts. What do you guys do? Okay, so, well, basically, the Colombian Coffee Connection is a coffee importer business. We, we import specialty coffee from Colombia. Uh, it is not just uh, any specialty coffee. It is the freshest specialty coffee that you can get here in the U.S. We bring it uh, three weeks after harvest uh, from Colombia, it is uh, purchased directly from the fa uh, from the farmer. So it is also a farm to cup product. Uh, nobody touches the coffee uh, in between except by us. Uh, we in between the company. My dad in Colombia is the person in charge of uh, quality and also uh, making the shipments from Colombia. So everything is um, everything is in house. Uh, the coffee. Uh, it's tested, it's capped in Colombia, as they call it. Capping is the process of uh, 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 knowing the quality of your coffee. And so it is It is capped in Colombia, and then uh, we ship it over to the U.S. And then in here, we uh, we roast it ourselves. I am the roaster, and we have a 4.4-pound roaster, which is uh, pretty small. So it, everything is a small batch. And then we also do the retail. We sell it online, and we also have a a couple of um, wholesale accounts. So uh, you know, in a way, it's not just a it's not just an importer. We're also roster, and we are also doing the retail ourselves. And and uh, 
Yeah, John, do you want to go ahead and complement that information there? Yeah, you know, our, our roaster is actually a commercial uh, level roaster. So it is a smaller one, 4.4 pounds, but it is uh, commercial grade. And, uh, you know, we try to do everything top notch. Like Urban said, it's the freshest coffee you can get in America. And it is the cleanest in our opinion because our farmers follow specific protocols to make sure that the coffee is clean as it's being dried and, and uh, fermented and that type of thing, the way that it's handled. Talk a little bit about, because I heard in your answer that you guys roast your in retail and wholesale. Was that, um, was that a deliberate the uh, strategy to kind of operate in all three of those areas? Yeah. You know what you, what, when you have a product, you, you want to cover as many markets as you can without diluting your, your efforts too much because you can get too thin and then not be successful anywhere. So like Irvin said, we only have a couple of wholesale accounts, very small coffee houses that are extremely special uh, in their, in their design, the way that they they're infusing coffee right in front of people. They're, they're creating different drinks on the fly, kind of like a really high-end bar. You know, they, they look for the real good, clean specialty coffee so that their customers get the best experience. So we're lo- we do that type of thing. And then the retail online is uh, pretty straightforward. You know, people go on the website, they order, and we ship it to them. And so that's pretty simple. I know you, you spoke to it a little bit, the, the freshness of, of the coffee, but what what makes you guys the go-to for, for coffee? Uh, there are several reasons. Uh, there is, first of all, the quality and the freshness. Like I was saying a moment ago, the coffee is, uh, again, Captain Colombia, Captain here as well. And uh, there is only, to my knowledge, there is only one other company in the U.S. that has the same ca- capability to bring the coffee as fresh as we do. Uh, they are also very, very small. Uh, and so in that regard, uh, we're talking about quality, but also the farmers in Colombia, uh, the coffee comes from, uh, from, from the, one, the one batch that we have right now, for example. It comes uh, from a farm that is at uh, 6,500 uh, feet altitude. So it's very high up in the mountains. Uh, it is a microclimate uh, uh, up there. And essentially what that does is that it makes the coffee uh, taste, in a, taste in a different way from all the other regular coffees. Uh, the coffee also has a lot more of essential oils, which are healthy. And it, it also gets a little bit uh, higher caffeine content. Uh, the coffee, it is naturally more flavored because it takes longer for the coffee to ripen at that altitude. It usually takes about uh, two to three months longer compared to coffees that are grown in Panama and other countries that are a little bit warmer. Uh, and so when, when because of that, uh, you know, the coffee, when it's still in the plant, uh, it, is, it is a little fruit, it is a little red fruit, and then in the inside there are two beans, and those beans are coated with a, with a layer that is, is essentially honey, and so when the coffee stays longer uh, on the bushes, on the trees, more of the honey gets infused into the beans. And so when you roast it, that honey, that sugar that is inside of the beans uh, transform into a wide variety of flavors. And so the coffee is more flavorful. It is fresher. Uh, the farmers also do not add any type of chemicals to the uh, to the coffee. Uh, that is one of the quality controls that we have down there. Uh, no zero zero chemicals to the to the coffee. 
And then again, it is absolutely fresh and everything is done in-house compared to other coffees where you don't really know, uh, you know, where your coffee comes from. Uh, that in terms of just purely talking about the coffee, uh, if we talk about the, our, our more uh, humanitarian aspect, we, uh, we have a humanitarian initiative where, give, where, give, where, sorry, where we give 10% uh, of our uh, profits back to the community uh, to help indigenous elders who have been abandoned. So we help them uh, in different ways, like uh, like an elder who, who whose name is Celia. We help her, uh, you know, building uh, a new a new little house, and we got her beds uh, to sleep on. She was living uh, and sleeping literally on the mud floor uh, before we came in, stepped in, and helped. And we did this even before we had any coffee here in the U.S., before we had even uh, gotten started. Uh, so we do that as well. And then we pay our farmers uh, three times more than the traditional market. We pay three times more than fair trade, actually. Uh, and by the way, since we are in this, <laughs> in this talk right now, uh, if to the listeners, if you really want a coffee that cares about the people who grows it, do not buy coffees that are labeled. Buy directly from direct uh, importers because uh, labels do not work. I don't want to make here a, <laughs> a big deal out of this, but just letting you know, guys, do your research. <laughs> wow. I think that's probably the most beautiful description of coffee that I've ever heard in my entire life. I really like w need a cup now. <laughs> well, we'll <laughs> sure, Elsie, we'll make sure that you get a bag so that you could try it. Awesome. I, I can't turn that down at all. I am a coffee drinker and I'm actually now excited to uh to taste this coffee. absolutely <laughs> i know we're getting to the end here lz i'll tell you what we should come back on in a couple of months and tell you our story about our first trip to columbia it would take another half hour to tell you oh absolutely but it, <laughs> it was incredible you couldn't believe it <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna make a note of it right now um hold on come back <laughs> to yep. tell about the Colombian adventure. first trip to columbia all right Got it down. Perfect. All right, guys, to, to kind of wrap things up here, give the enterprisers an actionable step that they can implement today to improve their lives or businesses. You know, there it's it's hard hard work pays off. Understanding your market, you know, putting your nose to the grindstone and keep on working. Don't look for handouts. And uh, you know, when when you're when you're young in your business, keep your overhead as low as possible. Irvin? <laughs> For me, is uh, life doesn't have shortcuts. <laughs> Nothing's got shortcuts. Uh, lots of, especially younger people who, uh, you know, think that entrepreneurship is a given way. They're always looking for the easy way out. Uh, if, if you are young or at any age and you think that through entrepreneurship, it is the easy way out, it's not. <laughs> there are no shortcuts. So the recommendation there will be, uh, you know, the only thing that can uh, get you to be successful in life is taking massive action in having a very specific plan as to where you want to get. So, yeah, get your plan together and put massive action. So, guys, with that, tell the folks how they can reach out to you guys and visit you on, on the web. You can go to our website, colombiancoffeeconnection.com. In there, uh, we have all of our social links. Uh, you can also go to Instagram directly. Uh, 
can find us there as Colombian CC or on Twitter as Colombian underscore uh, CC. Uh, if you want to look for Erwin Liz, uh, you can just go on Facebook and then look for Erwin Liz or John Buckland, <laughs> and you will be able to find us uh, there. I don't know, John, do you have one last words to say there? Well, we love to interact with people and we love uh, to promote other people's products also. And, uh, you know, more podcasts are really a good thing. So I'm happy you invited us on, LZ. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. Oh, not a problem. Not a problem. Thank you guys again for, um, for sharing. I, I think that you guys are doing a fantastic job. Um, I can't wait to get my coffee. I'm excited about that. Um, so again, I really do appreciate you guys sharing your knowledge, your wisdom, and your experience. So enterprisers, that is all we have for you this week. I know you got golden nuggets out of that episode because I did. That's what we try to do. We try to bring you inspiration, motivation, and education so that you can launch, grow, and maximize your business. We want you operating in your awesome zone. So go out to the website, download that three P's to empowerment worksheet because we want you operating in your maximum awesomeness. Thank you guys again. For your support, we would not be able to do what we do without you. So thank you. And we will talk with you guys next week. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email. Mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.